What is happening, everybody? Greg Ehrenberg from Stochastic here to break down another MMA slate. And uh, same format as last week. It seemed to go fairly well, got some positive feedback. So going to stick with this. But if you guys have any kind of recommendations or anything you guys would ever like to see me talk about, let me know below in the comment section. There's a good chance you guys might have an idea that I hadn't thought of that can incorporate into the show that I'm doing here. Also, shout out to Prize Picks, who is sponsoring this show. And if you guys haven't signed up there, Use the link we have below. It's going to give you up to $100 bonus on your first deposit. But in addition to that, you are also going to get one free month of Stochastic Plus Platinum. So all the tools we have for MMA going to be included in that. We've got fighter projections. We've got ownership projections. We've also got our top fighters tool, which is going to give you leverage scores in terms of telling you who's over and who's under owned. So really good data that we have over on the site. And then also, it's going to incorporate NBA, MLB starting up soon as well. We've got everything covered over at stochastic.com. You could sign up either clicking on the link below or signing up over at PrizePix using the promo code GREGOS. Or some people here have been calling it GREGOS, but GREGOS, G-R-E-G-O-S. That'll get you signed up, get access to all the tools we have, and that $100 bonus on your first deposit. Uh, so we're here to break down the, the card between Marab Devalishvili and Piotr Jan, but I also want to do a quick recap of last week before we get into uh, this week's slate, just for transparency, tell you guys how we ended up doing yesterday, DF, or uh, last week, I should say. DFS ended up being okay for me, not great, not terrible, ended up giving into the rake a little bit. I did really well in Rainmakers for DraftKings DFS. The classic contest was okay for me in terms of my picks on the videos. One thing I kind of pigeonholed myself into was I had said, I want to do two underdog picks which I didn't realize I was setting myself up for failure because only one underdog won on the entire card. It was Alexa Grasso against Valentina Shevchenko. So any other underdogs I was going to pick were going to lose. So picking two of them was something that it was impossible for me to get right last week. Uh, but overall, I was fairly happy with the Jalen Turner pick. He was competitive, just didn't end up winning. And then uh, Derek Brunson looked good in the first round. Then, oh my God, did he fall off a cliff? Uh, in terms of the prize picks plays, we hit on both of those, had Tabitha Ricci over on her takedowns. That one had John Jones under on his takedowns. That ended up hitting. And then for the straight bet that I had for the week, I did bet on Cody Garbrandt. He ended up winning. So overall, it was a profitable week. Hopefully, we can be profitable again for uh, this week. And going to share my screen here. Same thing as last week. We are going to look at some of the stats that I use to make my breakdowns for UFC picks. And then also just helps me try to determine who it is that I want to roster for DFS purposes in conjunction with all the tools that we have over at stochastic.com. And this week is going to be a little bit different from last week in terms of lineup construction. Uh, for me, there's one high-end fighter I like a lot or about to start with them. It's not going to be a surprise to anybody. But by and large part, a lot of my lineups are going to be built in the mid-range this week. So I'm going to go over my favorite payup option and then a couple of my favorite mid-range plays as well. And starting with the main event, I think this is a really, really favorable matchup for Piotr Jan against Marab Davalashvili. And you know, Marab is a relentless takedown artist, and he's somebody who, in a better matchup, I think could put up some insanely high scores in a five-round fight. I just don't think Jan is that matchup for him because of the takedown defense. So here's the big, the big deciding factor for me and why I think this is such a good matchup for Jan. 90% takedown defense. He is going to have an incredible advantage at range here. And the other thing, too, is I think he's very live to hurt Marab and finish him on the feet because... While Marab is not somebody that we've seen knocked out cold in his fights, we have seen him hurt quite a few times. So look at some of the fights that Marab has been in. And the fight against Marlon Moraes, for instance, this was a very, very washed version of Moraes. He was very, very close to finishing Marab in the first round. 
And that's what we've seen a few times in some of Rob's fights. Even when he hasn't been knocked down, he's been rocked and hurt a handful of times on the feet. The Moraes one, the one there, he was just the closest to being finished. And Marab is not a great striker. He's relying on weaponizing his cardio to wear down opponents, push them up against the cage, get them to the ground. And I just don't know that he's going to be able to do that against Piotr Jan the same way that he has against a lot of his other opponents. And we saw him go up against somebody in Jose Aldo with a late uh, elite takedown defense in his last fight. And look what happened. Marab goes 0 of 16 on takedown attempts in that fight. It could be an issue for him in this matchup. In fact, I do expect it to be an issue for him. And going back to this fight and top training partner, one of the best friends of Marab is Aljamain Sterling. And while Sterling did win two fights officially against Jan, the first one, though, was more of a DQ. I think we all agree Jan was going to win that fight. Still, look at the last fight that Jan and Sterling had against each other. And regardless of who you think ended up winning that fight, because it was very close, it was controversial, could have gone either way. Sterling was 2 of 22 on takedown attempts. And also, Yana's good get-up game. Marab does not have great top control. Even if he is able to land a takedown here or there, I don't think he's going to be able to do a lot with it against Piotr Jan. So not only am I picking Piotr Jan to win, but because of the pace that Marab keeps, and also Jan strikes at a really high output himself. You look at some of the numbers on Jan. Now, Jan lands 5.31 significant strikes per 15 minutes. Also, he lands takedowns of his own. I don't know that he's going to be landing takedowns in this particular matchup, but it's something we could see from Jan. And I think this is a really good matchup for him. Our projections are insanely high on Piotr Jan this weekend. We have him projected for well north of 100 fantasy points. Actually, I have him projected for 112. So Jan's my favorite payoff option on the slate and really the only expensive fighter that I'm going to be prioritizing in large field tournaments. Now, moving down to some of the other spots we have to talk about on the card. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be focusing a lot of my lineups in the mid-range. One that stands out to me and is going to stand out to a lot of people. Carlston Harris, first fight of the night, taking on Jared uh, taking on Jared Gooden here. And Gooden's taking this fight on late notice. It was supposed to be Abubakar Namagomedov taking on Carlston Harris. Namagomedov pulled out due to an illness. Gooden steps in on late notice. And it's always hard to know how prepared fighters are going to be on short notice. I have pretty big cardio concerns concerning Gooden, considering that he missed weight by nearly 10 pounds. There was one other fight on the card that ended up getting canceled, the Austin Lingo-Ricardo Ramos fight. And that was one because, I mean, Ramos was in a featherweight fight, barely made lightweight. He weighed in at 154 pounds for a 145-pound fight. Gooden had a somewhat similar miss. His is more understandable, though, because he was taking the fight on short notice. But it does really make me question what his cardio is going to look like against Carlston Harris. And you look at some of the numbers on Harris, I do expect him to have a pretty big striking advantage. And Gooden is somebody who's really favorable to score fantasy points against. Because look at his striking defense. Not great. A 49% striking defense percentage. And then he also absorbs 7.59 significant strikes per minute. We've seen Gooden in some absolute wars, not just in the UFC, but outside of them also. And he's been in some really fun fights. He's an action fighter to be sure. But look at the UFC debut for Jared Gooden, where he fought Alan Joban. This was the retirement fight for Joban, if I'm not mistaken. Significant strikes landed in this fight. 100 for Gooden, and then 168 for Joban in that fight. And I think we could see something similar out of this kind of fight. Gooden is making his return to the UFC. He was released at one point. He's now making his return. He knows that if he wants to keep a roster spot, he has to make a statement. He has to fight in an action-paced way as he has in the past. I think he does whatever he can with whatever cardio that he has coming into this fight. I think he tries to pressure Carlton Harris. And just because of some of those numbers I laid out before with how hittable Jared Gooden is, once again, pulling this up where he is getting hit to the clip of 7.59 significant strikes landed per 
uh, 15 uh, per, per minute against him. And then also look at the significant strikes landed per minute in the differential for Carlston Harris. He is much more defensively responsible. 66% striking defense only absorbs 2.07 per minute. So he's absorbing a fourth of the strikes per minute that Gooden is while also landing at a somewhat comparable clip, 4.03 to 5.16. So I think this is a good matchup for Carlston Harris on paper, especially with Gooden taking the fight on short notice. And because of how often Gooden gets hit, I think this is a spot where Harris should score fairly well for DFS. He's going to be really popular. He's the most obvious line value play of the entire slate because of where he was priced uh, at $8,300. So play him in cash games. I think he's somebody that you start your cash game lineup with basically a lock there. Uh, same with Jan, by the way. I think you should stack the main event in cash. Jan and Marab Dvalishvili, but Carlson Harris, another one that I think should be a core piece of your of your builds. And now one other play that I like in the mid-range, and this is going to be more of a contrarian option, pulling up here the fight between Anton Turkali and uh, Vitor Petrino. So Turkali, I think, is massive wrestling upside, and we haven't projected for under 20% ownership for this matchup over on DK and our projections. And I think you look at some of the ways that Turkali has won fights well, not in the past, because on the regional scene, he didn't really show a lot of wrestling and grappling as he did when he was on the Contender Series. But look at his fight on the Contender Series against Dos Santos. Turkali ended up landing 11 of 16 takedown attempts in a 15-minute fight. So he put on a crazy pace, got a lot of wrestling going, and I think he might be able to do something similar if he ends up winning this matchup. So look at his opponent here in Vitor Petrino, who... When he fought on the Contender Series, he fought against Rodolfo Bellato, and only one takedown attempted by Bellato, and he ended, or sorry, uh, one of three takedowns uh, were successfully landed by Bellato in that fight. And I think this is a spot where we could really see Turkali put on a wrestling game and try to really do what he did in his Contender Series fight. And I don't put too much stock into his UFC debut. If you guys are familiar with Gilton Almeida, who Turkali fought in his UFC debut, this was not a winnable fight for him. I don't remember exactly what the line was, but Almeida was like a minus 1,500 favorite or something ridiculous like that. He got absolutely steamrolled, put zero stock into this fight. Almeida is somebody who's a potential future title contender, and this was just somebody who was well well over his head in this fight in Turkali. I think he could have a lot of wrestling success, like I said. We've seen him do it before in previous fights, 11 takedowns in the Contender Series. That's his path to victory in this fight. I think he's going to be at a disadvantage on the feet. I think he's wrestling, grappling upside. If he wins, I expect him to score big. So those are three fighters that I'm really building my lineups around. And if you guys have any questions about other matchups, other fighters to target or underdogs, anything like that, I do have an underdog I'm going to bet on later, and there's also going to be a DFS tie-in. But leave any questions about that below. And while you're here, also like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Now I'm going to move over to prize picks and mention a couple of spots that I like targeting for prize picks. We did go 2-0 and on our picks last week for prize picks. And uh, hopefully we could do more of the same this week. And once again, if you guys haven't signed up there, use the link below or use the promo code GREGOS. Get you up to $100 bonus on your first deposit and one free month of Stochastic Plus Platinum. First fighter that I'm targeting here is J.J. Aldridge against Ariane Lipsky. I like Aldridge for over one and a half takedowns. She is a little bit better wrestling, I think, than people give her credit for. But what is most important about this fight, Ariane Lipsky only defends takedowns at a 55% clip. And Aldridge versus Lipsky, I give Aldridge the, the advantages on the feet, but she is a much bigger advantage in the wrestling and grappling. And we have seen her wrestle a little bit more as of late. 
we know how all how impressed all of us are in Erin Blanchfield after the win that she had over Jessica Andrade a couple of weeks ago. Well, look at what happened when Aldridge fought Blanchfield. Blanchfield kind of had a handful against J.J. Aldridge. Like, Aldridge gave her a run for her money. Aldridge landed two takedowns in that fight. We also saw Aldridge recently land four takedowns against Courtney Casey. So if you look at the recent fights for Aldridge, we have seen her a little bit more, a little bit more aggressive with the wrestling and the grappling than she's been in the past. And in a matchup where she has a massive advantage in this department against Ariane Lipsky, I expect her to take advantage of that. Over one and a half takedowns on prize picks. I think that is a fairly low line and one to take advantage of. Now, the other fighter that I'm looking at here is going to be in the matchup between Saeed Nurmagomedov and Jonathan Martinez. And here's the first thing that stands out about this matchup. Nurmagomedov should have a pretty big grappling advantage, but he doesn't really go to it. He only lands 0.52 takedowns per 15 minutes. So what does a wrestling or grappling advantage matter if you never go to that part of your game? So I think this fight mainly takes place at the feet. And if the fight is going to take place on the feet, I think we have to consider the significant strike total here for Nurmagomedov, which is fairly low. There isn't one on the other side on Jonathan Martinez, or else I would take a look at that also. We've got Saeed Nurmagomedov over under 15 and a half significant strikes. He's not the highest output fighter. He only lands 3.64 significant strikes per minute, but... This fight is favored to go to the distance based on the betting odds right here. It's a fight that's like, I'm not going to say favorite. It's like close to 50-50 to end up going to decision. At the very least, I don't think this fight is going to have an early finish. I think it's going to play out on the feet. With that in mind, 50 and a half is a very low significant strike total. I do like taking the over here on Saeed Narmagomedov. But like I said, I did have one other underdog I liked a little bit for this card. And it is the other side on Jonathan Martinez. So I do have a bet on Martinez. I'm betting him plus 205 to win this fight on the money line. And it's because of the higher striking output in Martinez compared to Nurmagomedov. Martinez lands 4.84 significant strikes per minute to 3.64 for Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov is definitely more defensively responsible, doesn't get hit as often as Jonathan Martinez. Also, Martinez is a little bit chinny at times. That is a little bit of a concern. But if this is going to be an extended fight, like some of the betting odds indicate that it's going to be, because this fight is minus 275 to go over one and a half rounds, it is minus 180 to go over two and a half rounds and actually has been bet up now to minus 140 at the time that I'm recording to go the distance. So uh, I'd said before, like not massively favored to go to decision, but still it is the slight lean according to the betting odds here. And if this fight is going to take place on the feet, which I think it should consider the Magomedov historically does not attempt many takedowns. Like we highlighted here, 0.52 landed per 15 minutes. Then I have to ultimately give the advantage to the fighter who's going to be more active on the feet, which I think is Jonathan Martinez landing 4.84 significant strikes per minute to 3.64 for Saeed Nurmagomedov. So I think this is a very live underdog here in Jonathan Martinez because Nurmagomedov does not always play to his advantages that he has in his fight. So I'm going to take underdog shot here on the money line of Jonathan Martinez, like I said. He's also an underdog that I like over on DraftKings at a cheap price. So that's going to do it for me for this week, guys. Hopefully we have another successful week. Any questions you have for me at all, let me know below in the comment section. If you're in Discord, which also... One of the perks having a Stochastic Plus Platinum membership, we have our Discord channel. People could at any of us at any point in time. We're in there hanging out, answering any questions you guys have. And I'm usually in there on Saturday sweating the fights with everybody as well. So one of the perks of signing up at Prize Picks and getting into our Stochastic Plus Platinum membership, you get Discord access. So that's going to do it for me. Once again, any questions, let me know below in the comments section. Before you leave, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and good luck this weekend, everybody.